The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. I love being a woman. I love having a man that respects me and loves me and takes care of me. James and Betty talk about the effect gender confusion and other pressing issues have on the future of freedom. It's time to take back what the enemy has robbed from the church, the foundations and the truth of God's word that the enemy has turned and politicized for his gain. What a joy it is to share with you. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I welcome you to life today, or you may be watching this online because we have asked that everyone who really cares about the future of freedom, who cares about the future for your children, your grandchildren. We have now four great-grandchildren. I'm sure there'll be plenty more on the way as eight of our grandchildren are married. And, and we just see the blessings of God. But Betty, we're seeing an attack on freedom in this nation. We're, we're seeing such chaos that if certain elements in which you can watch all the different people who say, I'm running for the highest office in the land, and look at what they bring to the table, and this incredible parade of people. I mean, we've got one uh, individual who's running who is a, a man who says he's married to a man. He's a mayor, and he says he's the woman in the relationship, even though he's very much a man. And Time Magazine put him on the front cover uh, saying, America's new first family two men as husband and wife. And the main candidate who's running for president is a man who says he's a woman. And that this other man is uh, the husband and he's the wife. We found all these people running for these different positions that literally change the word of God into a lie, say there is no reliable standard. Two plus two does not necessarily equal four. And, and we just see an all-out assault. It's not like an assault on a candidate or even a political party or partisan view. And I always say to the church, we're not called to be the arm of a party. We're not even called, please listen to this, we're not called to bow down to a denominational position or a sectarian point of view, but to the one head Christ. And although we may have a heritage and a background, we don't make that an idol that causes us to divide ourselves from others. God wants us to be a family. He wants the church to have one head and the members love one another and know that iron sharpens iron. You, you can't sharpen iron when you bring the blades together like this or you never let them touch. You've got to have some necessary friction to get sharper. So one of the things we've done is try to bring leaders together for the purpose of being honed with friction, learning, in the, even in the political arena, you do need friction, but not like this. That's a collision. That's not friction. That's not, that's not coming together with purpose for the benefit of all, a keener edge so we can accomplish something. That's just bludgeoning one another and dulling the blade. It's just awful and you hate to see it. So what Betty and I are really praying for is that God will heal this and we're watching it in the church. We've just listed the names on a website of all the great leaders from so many different denominational groups, even Catholic and Protestant, where they love Jesus, where they know the Father as the Father, where they have relationship with God, bringing them together to grow 
in the knowledge of Christ, in the likeness of Christ, to be built up into the fullness of his statue as a body of believers. And this is the most beautiful thing. We're watching God miraculously begin what we think is a healing process in a very sick nation. And what you're seeing with this display of what I think is the father of lies, deception, dissension, division, and ultimately destruction, even death. Jesus said the father of lies is a murderer. No question that's his nature. And you watch all these people campaigning. Now watch what'll happen. When you finally reach a point that this incredible display of all these people running, they're gonna finally, because Satan's crowd, the deceiver's crowd, I called it the progressive liberal left socialist mentality, depend upon something other than God, depend upon us, we're gonna take care of you, and you're actually gonna sell out freedom and lose your future when you sell out to these lies. But here's the deal, all these unique characters are finally gonna to flow together, they're gonna to find one person, and you watch it, they all say, okay, we're for that person, and that person is gonna fulfill all the promises we made to you, however diverse, however ridiculous they are, go ahead, because we sure can't have the other side. Now, what you gotta watch for, who is it, however imperfect they may have been and still may be, because we all are, but how many of them are being shaped by the power of prayer? How many are being changed where they're actually looking out for the security and the safety of the entire family, the entire population like the shepherd does for the sheep who will get them safely in the fold, will care about one that's not safe and want to get them in, will kill the lion and the bear in defense of the sheep, like that beautiful example in Christ's lineage, David, who was so imperfect, and yet after his greatest failure, shared some of the greatest truths and manifestation of God's love and grace ever shared. Imperfect man sharing the perfection of the one Lord and Savior who is the one who redeems that which is not clean and he cleanses it, refines it, shapes it into a vessel of honor. And he says he'll do that in answer to the prayers of his family, those who know him, called by his name, not just religious tradition, the traditions of men taught us the commands of God, but rather the word of God, the principles of God, lifted up high, lifting us up. When those people pray, I will hear and answer, and you turn from your erroneous wicked ways, and I'll heal the land beginning with you, changing you, and I'll heal your nation. And the shepherd said, I'll lead you in green pastures, still water, calm any storm, be with you in any valley, including the shadow of death. Prepare a table before you in the presence of all your enemies and accusers, anoint your head with oil. My goodness and my mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Betty and I are committed to see that happen. We do not want freedom to die on our watch. Jesus said the gates of hell do not prevail against my church. We don't have to let the gates of deception and death and destruction, dissension and division prevail against the influence and witness of the church. By the grace of God, Betty and I are gonna stand with everything in us 
against those forces. I get up many days, come in the family room. You've always gotten up a little ahead of me. And I come in many times and see you reading your Bible sometimes, weeping and praying. What is it that concerns you that our people who watch and support the outreaches of life need to know about? Why are you moved? Here we are 75 years old. God has blessed our life, our witness, our family. All of our children and grandchildren love God. Their spouses love God. Eight grandchildren with their spouses who are married, they all love God. Four beautiful great-grandchildren. What is it that moves you and what is it you're praying for that will happen within the family of believers that's so important for this nation and the future? And why don't you just sit back and we just kick back and enjoy the fact that we spent our life laboring in love? Why do we both seem to be so concerned? And why is your concern so, let's say, forceful in its effect so much compassion and concern, what is it that's going on in you? Well, you know, it is tempting at our age. We feel like we're in our final season of life. That doesn't mean we're going anywhere quickly, but we feel like we're in the most important season of life on our journey that God has brought us to. But it'd be very easily and tempting to say, okay, we're, we're 70 something years old. Why not just sit back? Why not just let the world go its way? Our family's blessed. We've been blessed with a beautiful family that loves God with their whole hearts. I can't do that. That's not in me. As James spoke about the DNA, that's not God's DNA in me. Because I have experienced, because we have experienced what true freedom and life is through Jesus Christ, we have to share it. We're compelled to share it. We're compelled to demonstrate it. And that's getting hard to see now in the way our world is today. You know, there's a battle going on between woman and man now. I've never had a problem that God made me a woman. I love being a woman. I love having a man that respects me and loves me and takes care of me opens the door for me and cares that I'm, I'm safe at night and respects me. That doesn't make me any less than he is. No, we're equal in God's eyes, but we have different roles that God put us in. And I'm so grateful that God could in some way, hopefully I'd be a godly woman that would demonstrate what the love of God can do through anyone that serves him and loves him. We want to be examples of that. And I feel like it's time for the church, those of you that truly say you know God and you love him, to stand up and say, it's time to take back what the enemy has robbed from the church, the foundations and the truth of God's word that the enemy has turned and politicized for his gain. Please stand with us and let's do that as God would have us to, to join hearts and join hands. That's not to mean we're the same. We're all different. God was so creative. He, kept, he made us different. James and I have different personalities, but it's God that makes a mess together and to work together for his honor and his glory. So please understand this is the time God wants us to come together as his body to work 
to put out there the love of God. Yes, some pain comes with it, but in the end of it, God will receive all the glory and the honor and the praise. I had been invited, matter of fact, a businessman that I love very dearly uh, named Foster Freeze. Uh, he's just a changed man. He's just a, Foster, I love you, my friend. You'll have no idea how much your text to me and your love and prayers has encouraged me and Betty. You're one of the most, you and Lynn are one of the most awesome couples I've ever seen. Your love for your family and grandchildren. I wrote about you in the, uh, uh, the last uh, pages of, of Living Amazed, which I want everyone to get, but I talked to you about how you can see God in everything and you just got tears rolling down your cheeks, landed on your shirt. And I'm just talking to you about how what God created speaks to us and it just tore you up. And you told me that when you left me that week that you had to go back and be a better granddad to all your grandchildren and even be a better husband and man. And anyway, you had invited all these leaders together and many of them speak to the nation all the time. And, and, and you know, you wanted me to speak to all of them. And while we were there together, it's really in the presence of the Lord and, and Foster, you show such love for every one of these men. They're all so important. Uh, I know we had uh, Sergeant Dan, who was from uh, uh, Forrest Gump, uh, that has done a whole lot for our warriors. And he listened to some of the testimonies and he just suddenly <clears throat> said, look, I'm from Hollywood. I've heard all the stories Hollywood develops. And Hollywood has never developed stories like I've heard right here. And from one individual in particular. That's the greatest story I ever heard. And you know, I was trying to say to all these men that you are a beautiful story God wants to write. He wants to write his message with your life in the fleshly tables of people's hearts. But that night when I was to speak to all of them, Betty had just said, I read this this morning. And when Betty gave me this, I'm telling you, it moved me in such a way that as I listened to her, I said, I need to read it to you. I don't think there's any question that I probably shared this on one of the Life Today programs in previous times. I want you to listen to it in light of what Betty was saying. And then I want to show you something in the last part of this letter. This is the Philippian church. Now remember, this is where Paul's having a revival and, a, and a, a woman controlled by demons and those demons are using her to make people money and she gets delivered and she's no longer going to be delivering money to the devil's family and the devil's kids and those are the devil's appetites. And so they took Paul and Silas and put them in prison and put them in stocks and put them in the innermost prison and they began to praise God in the midst of all that pressure. And the power of God moved on them in stocks, in chains, shook the foundation of the prison, threw the doors open. The guard was so terrified, Betty, that he wanted to kill himself with a broad sword. He's going to kill himself because he knew he'd be really in trouble when these prisoners could get out and he'd be blamed. So he's going to kill himself. And Paul said, don't hurt yourself. He said, we're not going anywhere. We're free. We were free when we were in stocks because we know the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and, and the one who sets us free and we're free. We're free right here. That's why we were singing praises to God. And he ran in and fell down in front of them. And this Philippian jailer said, sirs, what must I do to be like you? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Savior, the only way to the Father, and you'll be saved. And he was. And he took those two prisoners. Think about this. Now listen to me. He took those prisoners and walks right down Main Street with those prisoners. He was afraid he was going to get in trouble for releasing. Now he just walks right down Main Street 
and he takes them right to his home and his whole household gets saved. This is the kind of conversion. Someone heard me tell that story and said, James, that's the kind of conversions we need today to shake our nation and our world. You better believe it. Where we have courage, we're so changed, we want the whole world to know that he can set our families free, all prisoners free. He can set our nation free. He can bless the people in this world through the people yielded to his will, totally transformed by the power of his love in the gospel. Listen to what I read to those leaders. Philippians 2, if therefore there's any encouragement in Christ, and there is, if there's any consolation of love, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, any affection and compassion, and I believe those of you who've watched life today supported the mission outreaches of life, I think you're full of the compassion of God. And we want to thank you for not looking away from the suffering, but looking in and saying, we can be the miracle they need. We can be the answer to their prayer. Listen to the next verse from Paul to the Philippian believers, this Philippian group of people who came out of that miraculous moment. He said, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose, supernaturally united. The answer to Jesus' prayer in John 17, supernatural unity. The world will know you're my followers, you're my disciples, and you will be intent on one purpose. What is that? Fulfilling his kingdom purpose. The king is here, he's in us. We make a kingdom impact. We do not have to let our nation die. We do not have to let freedom die on our watch. We do not have to let the gates of hell and the intent and deception and destruction of the devil prevail in our day. We don't have to give Satan his way in the garden of God, our life, and everything we're overseeing. We can win. Truth can win. Love can win. Life can win. We stand for it. We release it like a mighty river. Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit but with humility of mind, let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. I think you do that. If you watch this program consistently and we point to the overlooked and the least of these, you never turn away. You amaze me. You know after we have had a wonderful guest, a wonderful testimony, a wonderful share time, Sheila Walsh has shared, our son Randy, together we've had guests that honor the Lord and bless you. And then we point you to someone in need. You don't change channels. You don't walk out of the room. You don't say, I don't want to see that. You look knowing that we're going to show you a broken heart, knowing that we're going to show you a legitimate need, and we're going to give you an opportunity to be the miracle of love in that person's life. And you step up. You say to Jesus, count on me. I'm telling you, that's exactly what Paul was asking for and what he was praising the Philippian Christians for doing. They did not merely look out for their own interests, their own personal interests, but the interests of others. Now listen to what he said to them. This is in the latter part, chapter four of Philippians. He's told us to think on everything that's true. Focus your mind on those things that are true, that are virtuous. Don't be distracted by all the junk that the media is throwing at you, all the lies, all the deception. He said, I want to thank you 
that you revived your concern. Betty and I are actually asking you to allow your concern and your interest in the outreaches of life and what Betty and I are called to do to try to touch the leaders in this nation, church leaders, national leaders, business leaders, people in every area of life to see their lives transformed. That's how we're gonna spend our life. The rest of our life doing that as we continue to take care of those in the mission field. But we're asking you to step up and revive your concern and your interest in all that God's called us to do because we're gonna spend our life not only touching the overlooked, but reaching out in your behalf for your family, your children, grandchildren, and your future and the future of freedom. We do not have to lose freedom on our watch and by the grace of God, we will not allow it to happen. We will not give the enemy the ability to run over the people of God and make us a trample ground and trample everything sacred because the salt has lost its effect. We're not going to lose our effect. We're going to impact. We're not going to cover the light. We're going to let the light shine. We're going to come out from undercover, become the city set on a hill because we stand together like a mighty army that cannot be hidden, cannot be pressed down. Paul said, I'm glad you revived your concern. Indeed, you were concerned, but you lacked an opportunity. But now you're here and you know what needs to happen. Not that I speak for Mark. I've learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I mean, I know how to have humble means. I know how to live in prosperity and I know how to live in hunger, having abundance and suffering need. I know both ways. He's sufficient. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But listen to what he said. Hear this, because I think it's to you. Nevertheless, you've done well to share with me in my need the opportunity. He said, in my affliction, the challenge I've got. And you yourselves also know Philippians, that at the first preachings of the gospel, after I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, but you alone. New Testament, you're the only church that really stood with me. Where the miracle of God occurred there, you stood with me when others didn't. Not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek for the profit which increases to your account. I have received everything in full. I have abundance. I'm amply supplied and will be by God, having received from these individuals who brought the gift from you. And I know this. This is what I want. My God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Betty, I believe when we set our mind, our hand and our heart to do the will of God, to beat in harmony with his heart and accomplish his will, I believe God meets needs miraculously. And I believe that's what God wants to do in this nation, through this nation, for the glory of God. So America is not only blessed by God, but blesses God and blesses the people God loves and gave his son to redeem. You and I are praying for that, believing for that. When I see you reading the Bible and praying many times with tears rolling down your cheeks and it happened this week, I'm looking at a sweetheart in harmony with God's heart that says, we're praying for you. We're going to stand for you and with you to see freedom preserved, protected, extended, and shared so the transforming gospel of Jesus Christ can go to the ends of the world, the ends of the earth. And we see the church adorned in his glory, his glory on the church before he comes in glory for the church. That's our prayer. We're asking you today, dial the number, go online, share any prayer request you have because we and our prayer partners care deeply for you. But I want to ask you to help us and say to us, James, yeah. we're going to maintain the outreaches of life. Whatever emphasis you have, if it's water, drilling wells, 
I pray some of you will step up and say, I'm going to give you the ability to drill 10 more wells. I'm going to drill a well. James, we're going to stand with you so you can feed the hungry, so you can set those who are trafficked sexually free all over the world and train them, so you can do whatever needs to be done. Whatever the need is, we're going to stand with you. We're not too old to do it. We're not too young to do it. We're not too limited to do it. We're going to do what God wants to do. You make the gift God puts on your heart. Let us know you're going to be standing with us day by day, moment by moment for his kingdom purpose. I want to send you the book, Living Amazed, to help you understand the amazing life we can live. I had to be the least likely person for God to ever use the way he has. It'll inspire you to be available in any moment, anywhere. The stream, I spent 10 years writing brief messages dealing with all the national cultural challenges we face. Just very simple. Biblical truth applied. Spiritual awakening, our only hope. We don't look for a king. We have a king. He holds the kings in his hand and he answers the prayers of his people and he can move kings. He can correct a course. Let's stand together and ask him to do it. Just ask for these two books. Make the gift, any gift God puts on your heart. Let us know you're going to stand with us prayerfully and faithfully from now on. Thank you for that encouragement. Now more than ever, James and Betty need your help to fulfill the vision God has placed on their hearts to help restore the foundation and future of freedom for you, your family, and to a world in desperation. Please prayerfully consider how you can stand with them now to help support the outreaches of life, providing food for the hungry, water for the thirsty, rescuing those who are enslaved, and providing shoes and necessities for the least of these. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you two incredible books by James Robison. Living Amazed, How Divine Encounters Can Change Your Life is filled with captivating stories to inspire you to live amazed in the power of God 24 hours a day. We'll also send you The Stream, a powerful book that provides a biblical look at the national challenges we face and the great need for a spiritual awakening. Please call, write, or go online and make your best gift to stand with James and Betty today. Now, let me just mention, we are in our Water for Life emphasis and at this particular time, and so we sure could use a tremendous outpouring of help and love. Thank you so much for giving more than a cup of water. You're actually helping give many wells of water. Thank you for doing it. Boy, I wish I could give you a hug. I wish I could look right in your eyes. Thank you. I want you to have the stream. By the way, I hope you check out the website, the stream. It's a, it's a stream of wisdom where we try to address the issues of the day. And I've got the, what I think are the wisest, biblically centered, biblical worldview people, wise people who love God with all their heart and who love you. And they're sharing every day on the stream. Um, I think you'll find wisdom there. Check it out. But we're going to send you these books to just say thanks and hope they're an inspiration to you. We sure do love you. Thanks for helping us share the love of God with others.
we're really close right now to seeing a spiritual awakening. James shares his passion for unity in the body of Christ tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.